well, yeah, TJ Edwards. He kind of twisted his foot a little bit. (laughs) These guys are moving fast, though. I don't think it was intentional. Oh, Um, come on. It was intentional. But hey, hats off to him. That's what you do. Isn't that what you do? No, you can't. I mean, maybe, but I don't think it was intentional. I don't think anyone's out there to try to hurt each other. They're all playing the professional sport. I mean, I don't I don't know if he's doing that intentionally. I don't know. Like, wouldn't you give a fight if you knew his ankle was sore? Wouldn't you? I thought my mom sense? would teach me better. I thought my mom would teach me better. <laughs> I think I would have told you to go after the right ankle. Welcome back to the What's Up Mom podcast. Today is February 13th, and I'm here with my co-host, who is my beloved mother, Sherry Rones. Today, we are going to do a full Super Bowl 57 recap. We are going to hit on Dak Prescott being awarded the Walter Payton Award, the National Anthem, the Halftime Show, commercials, and of course, a full recap of the game. Mother, how you doing? What's up? Hey, Jim, what's going on? What a game it was. Yeah, what a game. Holy I enjoyed it. It yeah. was a good time. It was. It was. Uh, I had Grandma and Pop over. We uh, had a lot of food. It was nice watching the game with Poppy for first time in many years because yeah. he's never home. Yeah. I went over to the cousin's house. We had some drinks, some food. Got to see the cousin. Got to see the aunts. And, uh, yeah, got to, see, got to watch greatest football. So, I love Super Bowl. It's one of my favorite days of the year. Um, it's kind of sad, though. It's the funeral of the NFL for the yeah. year. So. I know. uh, There is always a letdown, isn't there? It's like, what are we going to do next Sunday? I know. (laughs) Sundays are over. Yep. Time to find something else to do. Sunday fun day. All done. (laughs) So, yeah, let's get into the Super Bowl. Um, Super Bowl 57. I mean, before the game started, we had some entertaining things go on. Uh, Dak uh, Dak Prescott being awarded the Walter Payton Award, and he got booed. What do you think about that? Terrible. I thought it was disgusting. And I am not a... I am not a Dak Prescott fan by any means. He's a Dallas Cowboy. I'm a Giant fan. I can't stand the Cowboys. However, the da- the Peyton Man or not Peyton Manning, the Walter Peyton Award is certainly an award for outstanding citizenship. And you don't boo somebody because they're an outstanding citizen in the community giving back. I did not like it. And uh, shame on the presumed Philadelphia fans for booing him. That's what See, I, I personally loved it. I hate Dak Prescott. I hate the Dallas organization. And honestly, it's the only award he's really going to win ever. So if this is the one award he's going to win, I mean, he's never going to win a Super Bowl. He's never going to win an MVP. <laughs> he's never going to do anything like that. So, you know what? As a Giants fan, um, I support the booing. But if this is the one award that he gets, go for it because it's not even a football award. So I guess we can say congratulations for Dak Prescott for the Walter Payne Award. But um, I would have booed you too. No. Uh, Shame on you, James Leonard. Well, what can I say? I'm a, I'm a diehard Giants fan. I'm a you diehard don't... Giants fan, too, but I'm also a human being. I'm Obviously also a human not. being that has a heart, and I appreciate <laughs> that these guys that make a lot of money give back to their communities, and he must give back to his community. I didn't look up what he does. Yeah, what did he do? He you tell me what he did. You tell I me what he did. Know. I didn't look it up, but that yeah. being said, he he certainly shouldn't be booed. So I guess that's from my perspective, and you can have your own perspective, but yeah. not nice. Mm-hmm. I thought I raised a nicer boy than that. 
Oh, come on. Don't, don't, don't bring me down low. I'm just a diehard <laughs> Giants fan. All right, so next on the list, even before the game starts, a beautiful national anthem by one of my favorite country singers, Chris Stapleton. Uh, I think he did a fabulous job. He just has some soul to his voice. That soul was unbelievable. It just had that pure American, you know, oomph to it. What do right, you think, Mother? Right. I just loved the – I thought it was the most beautiful national anthem that I have ever heard. Um, probably Whitney Houston. I don't remember what year she did the national anthem. I want to say it was probably 89 or 90. I'll have to look that mm -hmm. up for sure. People can fact check me if they want. She did a beautiful rendition of the national anthem, but I thought this was just absolutely gorgeous. And I thought he was true to himself uh, with the guitar. And, you know, he brought tears to grown men's eyes, the players' eyes. They all were getting emotional. And I just thought it was a great tribute to the United States. Yeah, so I got it right here. It was, um, I think it was 2001. So, it was, or no, uh, was it two? No, was that, that's way too. 1991, does that make more sense? That makes more sense. Definitely Nin makes more sense, yeah. 1991, um, yeah. Super Bowl, she uh, sang the national anthem. So, obviously, I was, that was nine years before I was birthed, probably eight years before I was conceived. So, I have never heard of <laughs> Yeah, it was um, a ways before. I wasn't even married yet, so. Yeah, but yeah, no, I loved it. I mean, it, it was great, and uh, shout out to him. Brought tears to the uh, coach's eyes, um, brought tears to a lot of the players' eyes. I kind of wanted to cry, too, but, I, you know, I, I wasn't feeling the emotions that they were. But, right. yeah, overall, overall beautiful. Yeah, um, right, right, right. I, I, I held myself together, too, and just did a standing ovation by myself at the end of it. <laughs> there you go. Support the USA. Support the and USA. Also, Going into it, I like midway through, I, I leaned over to Greg and I was like, I'm pretty sure this the over is going to hit because you know how people bet on the length of the net. I was like, the over's got to hit because you just, you know, he kind of dragged out a couple lines. Um, I really, and then when I did some research on it, the, he actually got the under. So the under actually hit. So I don't know if you guys are betting men or betting women, but the under hit on the national anthem. Um, which is, that surprised me a that lot. That surprises but. me too, because when it was going on, I said to Pop, I hope whoever, I hope whoever bet the under over for this took the over because it was, I thought, a long rendition. Yep. Yep. But they must then, have known what his style was and studied it and knew people were probably going to take the over, you yep. know, because he sings a little slower, a little more ballady. Yeah, 100%. But uh, overall, great national anthem. Um, and then moving on to the, uh, the coin toss, which I did bet on. Oh, I did uh, not bet on the coin toss. I picked heads, lost. It was tails. Um, you know, <laughs> he, you know, I don't know what, what is it. What is the saying? Tails never fails. Um, heads something. I forget. Well, it, I think it's like heads you win, tails I heads you win. No, heads I no. win, tails you lose. So no, either way, it. it's either way. You know, the person who's calling it is a winner, right? Heads. Heads you win. No, heads I win, no. tails you lose. Mom, that's not the saying. That is oh. not the saying at all. Oh, that's it's like the one tails never about? fails and heads is something. I, yeah, you're, you're completely wrong. Oh. But it's okay. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's okay. But let's get into the first half here. Um, I mean, you wait, can wait, start wait. now. Before we get into the first half. Yeah. We have got to talk about the field conditions. What okay. the hell was up with that? How yeah. can the NFL, and I'm going to go on a Sherry rant, how oh, no. can the NFL possibly have a field 
where players are slipping all over the goddamn place. They're changing their cleats at halftime because they yeah. can't get any grip. Mm-hmm. I was shocked. And yeah, they should definitely. be ashamed of themselves. Yeah, definitely the worst field conditions in all of Super Bowl history. I mean, unbelievable. You've I've never seen guys that that amount of guys, that amount of players on the team or both teams change cleats throughout the game. I mean, I know Jalen Hurts changed cleats. I know a bunch of the Philly guys changed their cleats. The kickers were slipping everywhere. Everyone was slipping. I'm like, and and what they tried to do is they tried to bring in this new type of grass and they paid like eight hundred thousand dollars and got it reinstalled into the Arizona Stadium. Um, and it was supposed to be high end. I know like Sports Illustrated did, I think like two articles on it, like praising Roger Goodell, praising the NFL organization for doing this for the players. Um, because you know, there's that whole controversy of, you know, turf field and grass field. Mm-hmm. So they were trying to get it to be a grass field, but I, I don't know what happened, but it was terrible field conditions and they should be ashamed of themselves. For I, sure. I think I read somewhere that it was, um, the paint. They must have used some different kind of field paint. Instead of just using your basic NFL paint that you know works, they must have wanted something shinier. And I think if you look where the players were slipping, they were hitting the lines where yeah. the paint was. They were hitting the huge NFL emblem, mm-hmm. you know. And so I honestly think it was um, the slippery part wasn't necessarily the um, the grass. I think it was the paint was the problem. Mm. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Uh, that really does. But overall terrible. I mean, still a great game, but it, w- it was terrible to watch guys slip and fall. One of know. the one of the players quoted and said it was the worst field I've ever played on. Imagine, wow. Imagine wow. that. Yeah. Right? Shame That's on the great. NFL. All the money that they make and they didn't research and find out whether paint was slippery or not. <laughs> yeah. And Roger Goodell, is, he's already a fool and he even looks like more of a fool now. So I personally don't like Roger Goodell. No. I think he's a bum, but um, he's got to go. Man's yeah. got to go. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So do you want to do you want to talk about the um, commercials next, or do you want to go to the first half? Uh let's go. To, let's go to the first half. We'll get into the commercials. I didn't honestly. I don't think there was many great commercials. Um, but we can go. With, let's talk about it. Let's go into the commercials, and I'll start out with my first opinion. I think everyone liked this commercial. It was the. Uh, the Coors Light, Bud Light, and then it was like, neither of you. It's the Blue Moon. So that was pretty cool because they're having the bar fight, and it was, you know, getting pretty intense. And then it was like, it's neither of these. It's Blue Moon sponsored. But it was kind of cool because they incorporated, like, three different beers in one ad. And, yeah, what did you think about that? So I, I, I did like that commercial. I thought that was pretty funny. I just, I guess in my mind, all three companies must have chipped in for that spotlight. Right. Yeah. They must have chipped mm-hmm. in and went collaboratively with to uh, pay for that, which was great. Great idea. Something we've never seen in a Super Bowl commercial where you have three companies that I know of anyway, that you had mm-hmm. three companies actually collaborating and putting a commercial together. So I, I liked that one. One of my mm-hmm. favorites, though, I have to say, was the uh, Ben Affleck commercial, the Dunkin Donuts one where he was working the drive through because that was real. He was really working the drive through and he had no yes. freaking clue what he was doing. And yeah. I thought that was funny. I was cracking up because one person, he's like, yeah, there's no coffee left. And they're like, what? <laughs> it's like, yeah, no coffee. They go, what do you got? He goes, we got water. <laughs> we got water. Yeah, so so like, Are you shitting me? <laughs> it's funny. You know how, you know, how Aunt Chris is. So Aunt Chris doesn't like music. She doesn't like anything. So we're watching and she's like, who's that? And uh, I think Alyssa was like, oh, it's Ben Affleck. 
And she's like, oh, that's Ben Affleck. He looks terrible. And we're like asking, like, why does he look terrible? And I'm like, I, I just go to her. I'm like, it's because he has a beard. And Chris doesn't like beard. So she hates music. She hates commercials. And she hates beard. She hates everything. <laughs> she and she, she's very stubborn. We love yeah. you, Chris, to death. But I told her the other day that she was from a different species because she doesn't. Oh. She also doesn't sweat. She doesn't swear. She doesn't yeah. get tired. She doesn't get hungry. I, we just don't know what yeah. species she's from. But yeah. you know what? She, she's a crash for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Another commercial I thought was funny too, and I thought it was sweet going through, and it made me thought like my friends and family because it was like very nice. It had like little kids hugging each other, family sitting down talking, and then. It just cuts to like Jesus loves you, and I'm like, oh my god, not a Jesus commercial! Don't yeah. get me going. That was I'm very like, lovely, though. Yeah, lovely until it said Jesus forever. Jesus loves you. I'm personally not a religious guy, but I'm like, he took ten. Per Jesus just took ten percent out of every Christian's pocket or Catholic's pocket to spend on the halftime commercial. Well, I uh, don't know that that was a Catholic commercial. It was a Jesus loves me commercial, but it might not have been a Catholic commercial. Still taking that ten percent out of the pocket. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, I don't know. I don't know where the money came from. Probably from their organization. I don't know where that money comes from. But yeah. um, one of the other ones that I liked, and then we can move on because I don't want to spend a ton of time on the commercials. But mm -hmm. the the Bud Light one where uh, Miles Teller and his wife were dancing. He took he took the did you see this one? He took the bud out of the refrigerator and then he started dancing a little bit and she's sitting on the couch. Oh yeah. And it's like to mm -hmm. music, and then all of a sudden you realize that it was uh like music waiting, you're on hold mm -hmm. on the telephone. Yeah, and, that was fun. You know, and they were waiting, you know, and all of a sudden it was like, oh, the music came back on and then they started dancing again. Yeah. So I thought that one was funny and cute. Yeah, I think I said something along the lines of, you know, that's that's how I turn my females on. And I dance with them to the the whole music. Yeah. But... <laughs> yeah. So that was, those were, that was a good breakdown of the commercials. I I thought I thought overall the commercials were kind of lame. I missed the Clydesdales. Like where were the Clydesdales? I know. And, I thought uh, they were kind of lame too. No Frito Lay. I didn't think the Eminem one was good. Like where are my Eminem yeah, cartoons? Where the, where those I want sexy my boots Eminem at? cartoons back. Yeah. Where are those sexy boots at? Yeah, where are those sexy boots at? Well, they took the sexy boots off and put sneakers on her, and that was the problem. Yeah, I know. And then well, we got to recap that again. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> we digress. <laughs> yeah, we we shall. Anyway, all right. Want... So, the game or the halftime show? Uh, let's go to the halftime show while we're talking about entertainment. Yes. What did you think of the halftime show? I thought it was good. I mean, I'm a Rihanna fan. Um, I thought I honestly thought it was pretty good. Obviously, so this is how engineering my mind goes and how I know I'm starting to become a nerd and a loser because <laughs> the first thing that I thought of when she was high when she started high up was like is she tied off I'm like is, is she tied off and I saw the lanyard that she was tied off behind her and then my next thought was was that people are standing under suspended loads and that's you know against OSHA so I can see where I'm digressing for being like a cool sports kid do a just an absolute engineering loser um, that's thinking more about safety than, you know, entertainment. But I thought overall it was a good show. I like Rihanna. She's a bad bitch. Um, she's fine as hell. Um, and I guess the first song, Bitch Better Have My Money. Um, and I love that song. So, yeah. yeah. Overall, I mean, good halftime show. And she's pregnant. Well, yeah. She looked beautiful. I thought it took guts to be suspended up that high on a glass platform. I thought uh -huh. her dancers were fabulous. They really, truly danced. 
for the whole, what was it, 18 minutes or 15 yep. minutes. Those dancers never stopped dancing. And I like that she didn't bring in a special guest. I like she just took care of business herself. She stayed true to who she is. And she pretty much hit the mark of all the songs that I think the generation that loved her and grew up with her yep. wanted to hear. Oh. So I thought I thought it was a great halftime show. Mm -hmm. She's got a pocket full of bangers. You know, I, that's um, that's Rihanna. She's been coming out with great music forever. Mm -hmm. um, and and listen to this. I think like part of the reason why she didn't have a special guest was like the special guest was her child inside of her. So oh. it's like, you know, kind of like along those lines, like she didn't need a special guest because her special guest was with her in, in a way. So oh. I thought that was kind of cool to think about. Yeah, um, yeah. So something funny about the halftime show too is, you know how Kylie's into cheer and all that stuff and yes. dancing. And so Kylie's like, I could, I could have been out there, you know, and, and we're like, Kylie, you would have been two minutes into this routine and you've been huffing and puffing, begging to be off the stage. Okay. <laughs> That's probably true since she doesn't exercise a link, but we love our Kai dog, but we she do. doesn't like exercise. So she probably wouldn't have been able to dance like that for 15 straight minutes. <laughs> but, but shout out to Kylo for thinking that she could. Because yeah. you know what? Put your mind to it. You can do it, Kylo. Maybe one day you'll be up there. That's exactly right. How did Aunt Chris like the halftime show? Uh, I don't She, You know, she started out like, I don't know any of Rihanna's songs. The only song that I know is Umbrella. Like, under my umbrella. Ella, yeah. Ella. So, but then as the songs kept flowing, it's just like, oh, I know this song. Oh, I know this song. So I think she enjoyed it. Um, it's obviously catered to the younger generation. So, um, yeah. I thought yeah, it was well, it's catered to the biggest population that's alive, which is our millennials. I mean, you know, our baby boomers are starting to pass away. You know, they're mm -hmm. getting old and not as interested. And um, even the Gen X, you know, they're getting away from our population. But we can enjoy, like I enjoyed Lady Gaga a couple of years ago. I thought Rihanna did fabulous. I loved yeah. J-Lo's. So, I mean, mm -hmm. they're still catering a little bit to the Gen X, but, you know, eventually... We're not the generation they're trying to reach. We're not the target yeah. audience. <laughs> yeah, it kind of reminded me too. I, you wouldn't know this, mother, but uh, like Super Smash Bros. But like the uh, you never played the video game, and they have like these these planks that go up and down as you're fighting each other. And it kind of gave me that kind of vibe. So a little nostalgia when it came to the uh, Super Smash Bros. and, and those oh, and those maps. Yeah, but, yeah, I wouldn't know that. No. Yeah, so but overall, I thought she was great. Yeah, let's get into the game. Let's do it. Let's do it. What did you think? What did you think of that game? Yeah, I mean, unbelievable game. Um, I mean, first half, or even first quarter, you know, Eagles get the ball first, and they just come down. They put a statement drive together, come down, score a touchdown. And, I mean, they put an unbelievable drive together. They, it's what they need to do. They need to, put, they need to make a statement early. But then, of course, it's like how will Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs retaliate and they came back and they put a staple drive together and and it was seven seven um it was i mean first quarter was great um i thought overall though i thought you know chiefs were the better team i thought this from the beginning too everyone was talking about you know philly's ola or philly's d-line how they're going to be such a pressure uh presence they didn't do nothing all game they didn't sack patrick mahomes once uh they didn't get to the quarterback at all and they, they were playing a soft zone all day and letting Patrick Mahomes pick them apart. Uh, Phillies lost that game because of their defense. Um, overall, to the Eagles side of things, I thought Jalen Hurts played unbelievable for his first time in the Super Bowl. Um, props to him. Even though he made one crucial mistake, one huge mistake, which was, was fumbling the ball. 
it was yep. so such a crucial mistake. But don't forget the drive after he got the ball back and he came down, he scored a touchdown. Well, so if not- you notice, if you noticed in that play, as soon as um as soon as he fumbled it, his offensive coordinator put the ball back in his hands and told him to make a pass. I think he made a pass. Yeah. And it was like, we got confidence in you. You dropped the ball, but don't worry about it. We're going to move on from this mistake. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought that was great by the offensive coordinator to to do that and make sure that he understood that, you know, we got, he's young. He's just a young kid yeah. yet. Yeah. And still the confidence back in your QB. You know, we trust you. The, the team rides behind you. You made a mistake. Now let's go back in this game. Forget about it. And let's mm-hmm. go get a W, which they yeah. didn't, but they tried hard. They so. tried hard. I mean, like I, I read somewhere that that was his first turnover in the whole postseason. Hey, what's up, Isabel? How's um, yeah, I think it was his first turnover. But like, like I said, they played bumps all like throughout the whole postseason. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't. They didn't show up. I mean, they didn't. They showed up, but they didn't play anybody special. So, and then also, what got me scared was Patrick Mahomes getting hurt late in the second quarter. I almost had a stroke. Really did. I did too, and you know. He looked like he was really hurt. He yeah, looked like I mean, he was really hurt. He was wincing in pain. He could barely walk. He was hobbling off the field. It was uh, it was very frightening. But I don't know what they did to him at halftime. I don't know. They shot his leg with like ketamine, or they numbed the shit. They got it because he came back and he didn't even have a limp. I know. Like what the hell? They shoot him at leg. He almost passed out on one of the trainer's shoulders. He was yeah. in so much pain. But did you notice that when um I think was it that is it TJ Edwards from the Eagles that made the tackle? TJ somebody that made the tackle? I don't know. Uh, um well, yeah, TJ Edwards. He kind of twisted his foot a little bit. <laughs> yeah, these guys are moving fast though. I don't think it was intentional. Oh um, come on, it was intentional, but hey, hats off to him. That's what you do. Isn't that no. what you do? No, you can't. I mean, maybe, but I don't think it was intentional. I don't think anyone's out there to try to hurt each other. They're all playing the professional sport. I mean, I don't, I don't know if he's doing that intentionally. I don't know. Like, wouldn't you give a like if you knew his ankle was sore? Wouldn't you? I thought my mom sense? would teach me better. I thought my mom would teach me better. <laughs> I think I would have told you to go after the right ankle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In the day, I think I would have been like, you know, if he's got a sore ankle, don't be afraid to twist it. You're not killing right, him. So- You're just twisting him. So I can boo Dak Prescott, and you can try to hurt the guy's ankle. Okay, now we're even. Okay, we're even. But, I mean, you know, all is said and done. In competition, you know, there's no rules. (laughs) Okay, mother. Okay. (laughs) Let's let's go to the second half. So Kansas City had was down. How much were they down at half? Ten points. They were down ten at half, and they had the ball at half, came down. And did they score a touchdown, or did they kick a field goal to start the half? They scored a touchdown. Yeah, they came down the field, which is a statement coming out of halftime. Yep. And I, and I think – sorry. The Go. play call. The play call was unbelievable. Clearly, Andy Reid and his offensive coordinator made some adjustments at halftime. They knew exactly how to trick that defense because they just passed that ball over into the corner and there was mm-hmm. nobody guarding the, the receiver. Yeah, I mean, Philly was dropping back in the soft zone, and you can't really do that against Patrick Mahomes. The only time that they really switched to man was when they were in the red zone. And and they ran this – I think Kansas City ran the same play back-to-back, just different sides. So they set the, they sent the receiver in motion, got him to, like, the backfield area, hiked the ball. So, the you know, the DB was running with them. So that's, that's a key signal that they're in man defense. The DB is running with the receiver. They're in man, man v. man. 
So he hiked the ball and the receiver went the way he came from. Right there, the, the DB got caught in the mix. Easy pass right to the end zone, you know, wide open. So, I mean, unbelievable coaching. Ten, I mean, that, that's where the experience comes in. Andy Reid's been there. Patrick Mahomes has been there. Um, Philly just didn't have enough. And that's what I was saying from the beginning. Right, right. That's what I say. And I was, like, watching Poppy and watching that second half. I'm like, last possession wins this game. That's how this is going to go. And, you know, sure shit, right? They come down mm -hmm. and they have the Kansas City has the last possession. Mm -hmm. Was it interference? Should they have called that interference call? So it's it's tough. So when I first watched it, I was like, that's a I was a DB back in the day. That's a tough call to make in that scenario. Third and eight that there's like a minute 30 left on the clock. You're going to force them to kick a field goal. And get and then Philly's gonna get the ball back with a minute thirty, but the guy who got called for holding, James Bradbury, did admit after the game that he did hold the receiver. Oh, he admitted he did. he did admit that he did hold the receiver. So that kind of that kind of takes away anything from the refs. That means the ref made the right call, right? Right. And, right. right. That would that would correlate to him making the right call. You might not have seen it on the camera. But he could have he could have definitely held him. And if he admitted to it, then he did. So it's a then it's a did. chance that it's a chance that you take in the NFL. Um overall, I don't think you hold them there anyway, because let's say you do score a touchdown. At least Philly gets the ball back to try to answer. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or he drops a pass. Or the right. ball is overthrown. So um, you know, these guys are playing fast, they're playing hard, they get caught up in the moment. Uh it's it was a tough call to make, but the the call was made. And I don't think it was a deciding factor. I think there was calls earlier on in the game that could have went to the Chiefs side, but went to Eagles. So yeah, I agree. I agree. Mm, I yeah. agree. I just felt like if Philly got the ball back, they would have won the game. You think so? Yeah. You think they would have drove down and scored? They, maybe they might have. I think they, they would have got. I think they would have gotten like field, like at least tied. Would it would have been a tie then? Yeah, I yeah. think they would have at least gotten field goal range and tied it up at least. Which I would have liked to have seen that just to make the game go on longer because it was such a fun game to watch. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and my squares would have maybe maybe had a chance to hit if it came went on. I lost all my squares, but um, oh, you did. overall. And then I just gotta I just gotta call out Ryan real quick. Ryan's a bum. Uh, I told I told you Ryan from the beginning that Philly wasn't experienced enough. Uh, Kansas City <laughs> was a better team, and the, and Kansas City had more experience than the Eagles, and that they wouldn't lose by thirteen and a half, which you had. They wouldn't lose by six and a half what you had and they wouldn't actually lose the game entirely the Chiefs would actually win the game so Ryan you can suck on these bad boys down here and uh maybe maybe next year you can uh maybe read more into the NFL okay buddy oh my lord James Leonard oh my lord don't say that when your mother's it's to Ryan <laughs> it's to Ryan. Ryan okay I close my ears la, 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 la. <laughs> so overall always I talk to each other like that Yep, I made a winning. I bet on Kansas City. Um, I was also betting on the drives, the results of the drives, and did pretty well on that too. So it was a great day of, and you won too. You bet on Kansas City. Yeah, I did. I did. I won. I had you put my bet in because we can't bet down here in Florida. So nope. I figure you just keep that money if I want to make any small bets going forward. And Poppy won. Yep, big. Poppy. He's the big winner. Yeah, he's a big winner because he picked Kansas City right from the get-go and yep. uh the way that the 
betting app was working is he got $5 back every time Kansas City won. So mm-hmm. he won his $50 back mm. before the Super Bowl even started. So it was truly just, you know, free money. I mean, I and I think he said he's got like 800 and something in his FanDuel account. So I told him tomorrow when I go down there, I'm going to show him how to how to get that out of his family. Yeah, like withdraw it. Yeah, he, won't, he only bets $10 here and there. So it's not yeah. like he's... So anyway, but um, yeah, I thought overall the game was great. We had a great day as well. And at the end of the game, we'll just, we can even end it with this because it was like a little tear jerking. I saw a video of where um, Kelsey, the Kelsey mom there, Donna, was mm-hmm. hugging Jason. And Jason was like very upset. And I mean, she went right to him because, yeah. you know, and it was just yeah. very touching from a mother to a son, just to, you know, just to see that, like that pure emotion. He hugged yeah. her for so long. He was like, I think he was even, you know, teary eyed a little bit, yeah. you know, so well, it can't be easy to be like the brother of the winner. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's great. I mean, you're happy for him, but it's, uh, it's definitely tough. You lose the Super Bowl. You were so close. This is his last season too. So he's going to retire after this year. Oh, um, I didn't so know that's that. also why he was, that's why he was also very sad. Uh, it was his last year. He's been, he, I mean, he's a ride or die Philly guy. He's been with Philly forever. He walks the street with Philly with pride. So, mm-hmm. um, and he's an unbelievable center. Uh, yeah. So shout out him for his, you know, duration in the league, his availability, um, great center. And we love a good lineman that can, that can withstand for years. So, um, right. Congrats to him for having such a good career. Yep. I agree. Congrats. And I want to get into the last thing. I know you wanted to end it on that, but I want to get into Patrick Mahomes legacy. So, you know, like, we can, you know, end of a career for Kelsey, but this is kind of a start of a dynasty for the Kansas City Chiefs and uh, Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes has been in the league for six years. He has three Super Bowl appearances, two Super Bowl wins, two Super Bowl. He's a two-time Super Bowl MVP. He's a five-time Pro Bowler, and he's been to the um, AFC Championship for five consecutive years. So you put that together in his first six years in the league, and that is unbelievable stat line. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes is on his way to the Hall of Fame, and he's one of the best. He is probably the most talented quarterback that we will ever see in football. Yes, and most athletic for sure. He's certainly athletic. You know, he he blows Tom Brady away with his athleticism. Tom Brady may be the official GOAT, so to speak, but I don't know. I read a stat here. I was always thinking Patrick Mahomes has a long way to catch him, but – uh, Tom Brady didn't have two rings by the time he was 27. Mm-hmm. I think he had two rings at 30 something. Yeah. So, you know, it all depends on how long Patrick Mahomes body lasts in yep. the league because he does play a completely different game than Tom Brady. Tom Brady stood in the packet pocket and threw the ball. But, Patrick Mahomes but, is in the grit. And we don't got to go too much into this with one, one little counter. Sometimes you take the bigger hits inside the pocket. Sometimes you're taking those blindside blows where where an edge rusher is coming off that edge and just absolutely taking a blindside hit. Those those hurt. So I'm not saying, I mean, go either way. Patrick Mahomes gets out of the pocket. He's a battle scrambler. He has mo- more mobility to, to not get hit so much, if that makes right. sense. But yeah, overall, overall, let's wrap it up. It was a great um, Super Bowl. Super Bowl 57 was a success. Chiefs are the champions. And uh, I'm excited to see how this dynasty goes on for years because I don't think Andy Reid's going to leave and I don't think Patrick Mahomes is going anywhere. So um, I agree. Uh, yeah, let's wrap it up. Thank you guys for listening. It was a great time. Um, I'm just very sad the Super Bowl's over. So um, I know. 
I know time to go into our cocoons on Sunday, but I'm in Florida, so I'll just go sit by the pool in the yep. beach. We're going to switch over to the next, which is March Madness. Yep, March Madness coming, and we might have a surprise for you listeners. Oh, March Madness. Oh, we'll see what that is. Probably maybe Thursday when we record that one. So uh, yeah, thanks guys we'll for listening. Then. Yep, well, thank you guys for listening. We'll see you later this week uh, on, on another podcast. So thank you. Have a great day. Thank you. Have a great day, everyone. I fact-checked uh, the stat about Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes' age, and I was incorrect. Tom Brady had two Super Bowl rings by the age of 26, which puts him ahead of Patrick Mahomes on the age trajectory. In addition, I just wanted to say, to stay abreast of our upcoming episodes, follow the What's Up Mom on Instagram. Here you can DM us and let us know what you like, dislike, would rather hear more of or less of. We are here to entertain you, so please reach out and let us know what you think. Thank you for listening, and have a great day.